Welcome to Creative Solutions, where we are here to help you reduce stress, create a more satisfying customer experience, and of course, make more money. Set up today and ready to go. Um, but today we're going to be talking about creating opportunity. And when we say creating opportunity, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that we can do that could go marketing that could go daily tasks you know your discipline levels and things right. like that um, we have a couple specific areas we'd like to try to hit today with you uh, and get your point of view on how you would handle certain situations maybe or um, what you think you know in the market that we're in with the realtors that we've at least experienced around us currently um, you know just get your thoughts on what's going on with them and stuff like that Sounds good. Be glad to help any way I can. Awesome, awesome. So the first thing we're going to do, actually, we kind of want to start back off to where you started. And so prior to becoming a realtor, what were jobs or career paths or things that you had chosen to do? I mean, right. what, what was your life? Okay, so my history in becoming a realtor started many years ago when I moved to Ohio. So I moved to Ohio when I was about 20 years old. At that point, I had already went to a seminary college and I had already worked in the ministry at a church in Kentucky. And I'd moved up to Ohio because my father was a pastor here and we wanted to be close to him and in the same church. Mm -hmm. So when I was 20 years old, I moved to Ohio. At that point, um, I had worked already in many different fields. You know, I was one of those guys that had a lot of different jobs growing up because I always liked to be working and doing different things. I'd worked directly with the public, whether it was sales or whether it was with our lawn care that we did when we were teenagers. And when I got here, I started working with a lady who owned a lot of rental property and she had a real estate license and she was a broker. And I thought, you know, I seen the way she treated people. She was able to provide employment for people. She was mm -hmm. able to give people good jobs. She uh, had good tenants. She was a higher end uh, rental um, manager. Okay. So. I thought it was important, or I thought that the reason why she was loaded and had a lot of money was because she was a realtor. Mm. And so I decided I wanted to own real estate and become a realtor. So that's really what got me thinking about it. And I worked with her for many years and she helped me out with investing and things. She lent me money and stuff. And I continued to work for her by the hour on her jobs yeah. and as a contractor. Then eventually I got my real estate license. So my first uh, broker, his name was Bill Siebert, and he brought me in and he said, hey, you would be a good realtor. I'll be happy to have you. He said, you can work your side jobs in the morning yeah. and then you can come here at one o'clock and you can start, you can do your real estate stuff in the afternoon. And I said, okay, that sounds good. That allowed me to be able to, to still make money for the family. You know, I wasn't the type of realtor that had to sell a house. And if you wanted to buy a house or you wanted to let me do your business, that was great. And um, so it made me easier to work with. I was never stressed about money. Yeah. Even now, I don't stress about getting the deals done. Yeah. So I guess you would say before I was a realtor, I was that guy with the old beater pickup truck. I'd haul trash. I'd have dumpsters. I uh, I hauled roofing material with dumpsters, you know, with yep. shingles. And Absolutely. so I made a lot of connections in the community. And anything, any business I ever did or any any like side gig I did, I always tried to do it in my community because I knew that would build relationships. Absolutely. And I enjoyed working with people and I enjoyed knowing the community that I worked in. Right. So I think the cool part is, you know, for lack of better terms, you started not doing nothing. You were very successful with the jobs that you were running. Um, so like with the lawn care, with the dumpsters, with those different things, you were successful. You said it yourself. You didn't have to sell the house per se. Obviously, it was always nice to. You made more money, took care of yourself. But you still started on 
what some would consider the lower end of jobs, right? You aren't working mm -hmm. in a big management facility or in the offices of somewhere and creating those type of relationships and skills. You are right. out on the field doing stuff, making work happen. Right. From there, though, you were able and capable of taking yourself and the skills that you had and the relationships that you built and then kind of taking over into real estate. And I know it took a few years. Like, I remember, right. I remember obviously, it wasn't year one you jumped into real estate and it was just like, boom. Like, I think it was... I think we've talked about before, it's probably like six or seven years, honestly, before you full-time right. said, you know what, this is this is where it at. What, what do you think kind of eventually brought that on? So I got my license in 2005. In 2013, I was talking to Crystal, my wife at that time, and she, um, she said, Richard, you're doing too much. You're too busy. But I said, well, I enjoy doing all the different things. And, but she said, but you're not making a lot of money. So I was paying all the bills. She never had to work. You know, you guys got to go to private school, different things like that. Absolutely. But she was basically saying, hey, there's more. You're taking up too much time and you're not getting paid enough. So what I did is I quit everything and I went full time into the business in 2013. And at that point, I doubled my income for four years in a row. So I doubled the first year, doubled the second year, doubled the third and doubled the fourth. It's hard to keep doubling, but uh, it was, so that's, that's really was my key was my wife saying, Hey, focus just on real estate. Yeah. So what I did is I took all my past clients because at that point I had hundreds of people I'd worked for just in our local community. Absolutely. And I put myself out there that, Hey, I'm a realtor. I'm full time. Now I started marketing on Zillow. I started touching base with people and it was easy because when I'd see them in the restaurant, I'd just be like, Hey, yeah. hi, I'm a, I'm a real friendly kind of guy. So walking around the square, absolutely. whether I'm at the fairgrounds, um, if I'm in Coles, you know, it's easy for me to talk to people and just, find out how they're doing. Yeah. I never asked anybody to list their house. I never asked for business. Yeah. I've I've never been that guy that goes up and says, "Hey, you thinking about selling? You know, maybe you should think about it." I'm the guy that's always like, "Hey, I'm here if you need me." Mm -hmm. But if your brother's a realtor and you use him instead or if you use your best friend, that's fine. Correct. I feel like the business comes easier to me that way. Yeah. Almost like there's no emotional attachment to whatever happens. Right. And yeah. and that way then if they say, "Hey, work for me." I'm like, I'll be glad to work for you. Awesome. So a lot of times when people call me even now and say, hey, can you come list our house? Can you help me find a house? Can you, you know, help me to find an investment property? Generally, those people will work with me only and I don't have to earn their business because I already have that relationship. Correct. It's just easier with relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think one of the coolest things about what you, what we're talking about already, you know, you're saying you took the clients that you had made, and that came from our trash hauling, it came from your lawn care, they came from um, you know, the lady that you were working for back in the day. All those different things, you were able to leverage those relationships and create opportunity through the relationships. Now, it's, fun, it's funny, because I feel like a lot of people, when I say create opportunity, the first immediate thought is, okay, you go ask people. You know, kind of like the door-to-door -door style. Hey, do you want to sell, do you want to buy? Let me be your person. I thought it was interesting that you said, you know, hey, I, I really never, even to the day, I just wasn't that kind of person. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you couldn't have. Right. You, you're, you've got the sales skills. Everybody knows you do. You know, when we go to those pancake dinners and you're selling the tickets, you got the sales part, right? Yep. But you were content with saying, you know what, you know, and I'm sure part of it is also, also your your faith and different things like that, where you're just like, hey, you know what, I'm confident it's come through, different things are going to be taken care of. But with that being said, there's a lot of realtors out there that, they fear, I feel like, a little more. 
you know, is that next check going to come through? Is that deal going to come together? And yes, there's a lot of things that are involved with the actual business that we do run. Right. But how would you, I mean, and obviously we know what you did, but mm -hmm. if you were talking to somebody who is either a newer agent or, you know, we did just come out of a COVID thing where everything was popping really big. And then all of a sudden everything slowed down like crazy. And you're seeing some agents that may have had success at the beginning of their career right. who are a little worried now because right. they're not seeing just as much as they had originally seen. If I was to say, hey, how would you create opportunity if you were these people? What are different venues or different opportunities mm -hmm. you would find or create? Right. So even now with the business, with the team, sometimes I want to go out and create more activity for our team. Mm -hmm. So there are things that I do now that I would encourage any realtor to do. Or if I was moving to another state. So yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Basically, I would create a sphere. I would decide who I wanted to be my my person type of people mm -hmm. my where I have the most influence which yeah. might be whether I may say I want to work only in Troy or in right. the community I live in or I might say I want to only work with people that are between 200 and 500 thousand yep. dollar people I might say I only want to work with seniors because I know they're all going to be selling and so I just want to yeah. market to seniors or, you know I first off I think we need to to focus on who we enjoy working with the most. Absolutely. Because if you enjoy what you do, it's so much easier. I, it, I don't feel like we have to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in life, so a lot of us, we just try to do everything and we right. just need to focus on what we enjoy. If you enjoy just working with 20 to 25 year old people, yeah. then do that because there's a lot of great first time buyers at that price point. Absolutely. A lot of my friends coming out of college are making a hundred thousand a year. They can buy a nicer house than I got, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. it's kind of, there's a lot of variances of what, so I would focus. Correct. And, and community too. So you got your kids in school, you got your kids in a college, if it's a local community college they're going to, or if you're at the church, or if you're at, if you enjoy going to a certain restaurant all the time, then I would focus there. So like, I like Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. So if I really wanted to build my business, I would go to Chick-fil-A all the time. Correct. Personally, I would buy $25 gift cards. Uh, I would pass them out. And I would be like, hey, the, you know, my name's Richard. You ever want to sell your house? You can call me. But if not, here's a $25 gift card. I mean, I would just pass out right. stuff like that. Things that made people remember. Yeah. I would, and some people aren't comfortable with this, but I would put my name on my vehicle. Mm -hmm. So we have one vehicle that has our name on it Correct. and my face, which that's it's not, a big one. yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. It's a box truck. <laughs> but, you know, used to, and if I was starting over, mm -hmm. I would put my name on my truck yep. because I, you know, I drive a really nice truck. It's. Mm -hmm a color that people notice Correct. and I would have it say Richard Pierce yep. and everybody would know to give me a call. Correct. Um, and name recognition is big in this business. Absolutely. But I would definitely hook up with the local chambers. I would do some things that got me in with some of the business people mm -hmm. and investors. I've always enjoyed working with investors. So used to the investors I'd work with would be buying like low dollar stuff and we're talking like Correct. under a hundred thousand. Now my investors most investors are at that like two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars range in our community because they're buying multi units or Correct. they're buying right. you know homes and they're renting out big homes. I mean, we got some that are renting at twenty five hundred dollars a month, right? So Absolutely. that's that's the kind of people I would look for. I look at my sphere, whatever it is. Correct. If it's daycare, you're in daycare, then go after all go the daycare it. people. You know, the moms, people yeah. that can pay for daycare usually have enough money to buy houses. You know, Correct. so. It's kind of fun. I, I almost would like to try to redo it again and see you right. know, how much better I could do it, yeah. how much quicker. Absolutely. Uh, but I do invest money, yes. so I buy leads. Yep. So I think if you're in a business 
if you tell me you want to start a business and you say, hey, I want to start, uh, I want to start selling soaps and candles at a store, yeah. but I'm not willing to buy any soaps and candles because right. I don't want to invest any money. Correct. You're probably not going to sell very many soaps and candles. Exactly. And it's the same thing with real estate. You've got to invest your money and your time that when people come to see you or they're calling you on houses. So if you're doing an open house and all you got is just an MLS sheet, Correct. that's an investment, but that's not much of an investment. Correct. You're, you know, but if you give them a a thank you card letter for coming over. If you yep. give them a, a pen that says your name on it, if Correct. you give them a pocket knife or something, anything, right. then people are like, "Hey, you know, I remember that guy." And that's what we're doing. We're we're showing name recognition a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, with that all being said, we don't focus on negatives normally. A lot of times when we talk, we try to focus on the positives. What can we do better? What can we do right? But have you noticed? maybe a trend of things that maybe some newer agents or less ex less experienced agents have been doing where you're like, hey, if I really had the opportunity, I would probably say, probably shouldn't do this. So that, that's an interesting uh, situation we have going on right now with um, your brother. Mm. Your brother is a great salesperson for buyers. He, Absolutely. he outsells anybody on the buyer side. Yeah. He knows how to get his contract accepted. He knows how to write it. He knows he can write a contract in 11 minutes and not have any mistakes. Right. I mean, he's very quick and right. knows what he's doing. He knows how to communicate with the other side and fight for his client to say, mm -hmm. hey, our deal's the one you want to take. At the same time, he knows how to say, hey, it needs a new roof. Yeah. We're, we're looking to you guys to do the right do. thing and right. put a new roof on. So. But when it comes to listings, mm -hmm. Jeremiah's today at this month is not the strongest listing agent. So right. there's things that I see him do on listing presentations, and I'm like, you don't handle each, you know, you don't right. handle everybody the same way. Right. So I see a lot of realtors now. Jeremiah's came to me. He said, "Hey, I want to be better educated. I want to know more how to do the listing side and mm -hmm. to put the numbers together and get those listings." And so he's willing to go into more education. Correct. He's willing to put in the time to watch more videos. He's willing to go out on calls with me and listen mm -hmm. and learn. And I think a lot of realtors, you have to find somebody that's willing. First off, some aren't willing to learn. Yeah. Second, some aren't willing to put in the time to learn. Correct. And third, some people, they say they care and they want to learn. But they're not really putting forth. But it's more lip. You know, they're just talking. They're Absolutely. really not going to learn. So I think that also I never talk negative about my business when mm -hmm. I'm doing it. I Correct. mean, nobody wants to hear, yeah. hey, you want to list my house? Oh, yeah, but the market's tough. Boy, I'm glad I get to list your house. It's the only one this month. But boy, I'll right. tell you what, I'll do the best I can. Right, right. That, that, that would make me feel Doesn't good as a confidence. seller. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go in, yeah, this is great. The business is going well. And, mm -hmm. you know, things are doing we're seeing the markets do this or do that. Right. We find the positive in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's always great. Mm -hmm. and we're aware of that. They Correct. know that. Mm -hmm. But we're still looking for positives. What right. And they think you make more money than you do. Yeah. Seller, do. Sellers and buyers think that realtors make a lot more than we do. So it's <laughs> kind of fun. I wish I made as much as they think I do. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> if everybody had as much money as we thought they did, we'd yes. all be rich. Absolutely. So Absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, now, with agents... I kind of referred to it earlier, you know, I feel like a lot of agents and I'm, I'm kind of just going off of what I've heard. So with some managers and other people that have been in the business for a long time, right? Uh, I've heard a lot though that, you know, it seems like the majority of realtors probably started within the last three to five years that are currently, at least in our market where we're at, right? most of them have started within the last three to five years. Right. We, 
As realtors, there was a great opportunity that was created by the market to buy and sell homes. And it was easier to be successful. Um, whether you're paying for leads or not, it almost seemed like things were still coming in and operations were happening. And right. not that you didn't have to work as hard, not that you didn't have to have skill, but it was just more on the plate than it is now. Whereas over the last, let's say nine months or so, right. we've definitely seen, I don't wanna say a decline, but we've seen a slowdown in the market. We've seen you know a little less houses come out of the market, less buyers that are willing and ready to go. Um, and I, in my opinion, I feel like we're having to go back now, and this is where we've jumped into real estate. So me and Jeremiah did not jump in when it was really that easy. We had to jump in, hey, you gotta know some skill, right? How do you talk to a seller? And you want to sell their house? What's the actual way to do a presentation rather than here's just a price that we can get you? Right. You know, what's the communication with each, with each individual person, um, with a buyer? We're meeting them out there. We're talking to them on the phone. If it's a lead-generated call, we're doing all these different things, the text, the communication, how responsive are we? There's a lot that goes into this thing. Right. But it, and I don't mean turnover in a bad way, but it seems like there's a lot of turnover in real estate right now. Maybe there was a lot of people that were really successful right off the bat. We've seen some slowdowns, and it's not that they're turning in their licenses and all that kind of stuff, but they're taking a step back from real estate and saying, "Hey, maybe I need to get a regular job again." Or, you know, a lot of a lot of moms seem to be in the real estate, and mm -hmm. because it's it's an easier career if you know how to talk and communicate to people to do part time. Mm -hmm. But even those moms that were super successful, we're seeing a step back. Do you see a reason, or why do you think that's happening in this situation? I know it's partially just a market issue. Uh, but why do you think that we're seeing so many people just back off heavier than we expected? Real estate is a lot of work. It's a hard business. It's not the easiest business out there. Correct. I don't know what the easiest business is. But with real estate, you have to constantly be presenting or selling Correct. or encouraging, building relationships. Certainly, we don't make money unless we produce. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how many people you show houses to or talk to. If you don't give them the confidence to move forward with writing an offer, a strong offer that gets accepted mm -hmm. or if you don't give them confidence that you're the one to list their home correct and, and move forward that way so I guess the answer to your question is why do we see so many people that are backing off I, I most real estate schools teach you a lot of simply rules and, and and we understand that and that's good for it's us important. to know the rules and the laws mm -hmm. and you know the, the um, what we need to do in those situations correct but salesmanship you have to learn it you either learn it by failure and retrying and failure and retrying or you go you buy books you watch videos mm -hmm. but we are in a position where we do have to encourage people that this is the right choice this Correct. product is the right one for you to buy this investment property will get you x dollars on return Correct. Uh, this home is in the school district that you asked for it is a good quality home doesn't have everything you want, but this is the closest we've come to it. Correct. I think it's time to move forward. You know, you got to be able to give people the confidence. So a lot of realtors, we're more like order takers yeah. than we are salespeople. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. We don't want to be salesy. Like, you know, again, like I said, I don't go beg for business. Correct. I will not ask. Ever. I, mm -hmm. Now, some people do very well at cold calling. They do very well at being on the phone and talking like, hey, you know what? You We can get you money yeah. and more money. And, Absolutely. you know, you want to move. You know, you've been thinking about moving, I'm sure, and doing those kinds of things. But that's not something that I've stepped into. Correct. But I have some friends that do do it that way. I've got some friends as soon as a market um, terminates or a house terminates, I mean, they're calling within minutes like, yeah. hey, you know, I can sell your house and they didn't get it sold and they, Correct. anyway, yeah. 
It's a lot of work. People are successful with it. Yeah. So right. it's a lot of work. You got to do what you're comfortable with. Correct. But over when the markets are easy, uh, you know, like I said, most people order takers. A lot of people come into the market, which takes away opportunities later on. Yeah. So now we have too many realtors. Correct. And so there's less business to go around for the realtors. So the mm -hmm. realtors in the bottom 80% because your top 20% always do the work. Absolutely. Uh, most top 20% yeah. always do 80% of the work. Correct. So now your bottom 20%, I mean your bottom 80% yeah. are fighting over 20% of the business. Yeah. Whereas the top 20%, we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're still working. You know, we don't, we've never slowed down. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Gotcha. No, I actually, that's awesome. I, We've had a lot of conversations, you know, obviously father and son with the real estate and stuff. That's something that we've never actually put into words is like, you know, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, the top 20% of realtors, they run probably 80%, honestly, of the business because you've got the name recognition, you've got the experience of situational awareness, which I think is the most valuable tool in real estate is situational awareness. Mm -hmm. You can be a seller, you can be an order taker, you can be whatever you want, but if you don't know how to handle a certain situation mm -hmm. when someone says X, Y, Z, right. or they're dealing with, you know, in real estate, we hope to deal with pleasure. And that's why we're, you know, there's pleasures of newborn babies and everything's like that, or job promotion. So that's sometimes why a house being bought, but there's also times where as much as we hate it, it's a divorce or a death or different things like that. The mm -hmm. stuff we deal with, you just don't talk to the same, like you don't talk to everybody the same way. Correct. Just not, that's no. not our company. It's not our business. It's not, we don't have that opportunity. Right. And so. Like the whole time I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm trying to read your eyes. I'm trying to read your face. Like, yeah. am I doing a good job? Or right. am I making you happy? Or, and mm -hmm. I'm like, am I talking too much? Am right. I moving too much? I, even as I sit here with you. So yeah. um, a, a good agent will know how to read people mm -hmm. and listen, but also watch their mannerisms and their movements right. to be able to understand how to move forward with the process. Yeah. I love that. And then another key thing that you, you mentioned, and I'll be honest, if I wasn't your son who learned from you, I have not heard a lot of agents talk about it, but you even said like, when we're learning as a real estate agent, like, Obviously, there's videos on YouTube that we can jump on. You know, there are the, those other podcasts and other people that have been doing it for years. Right. We can learn from that. But I also believe, you know, the old school, picking up a book, right? I, I believe that that's super valuable. I remember growing up and, like, we always had multiple bookshelves in our house full mm -hmm. of sales books or, you know, personal discipline books or things along those lines mm -hmm. that were always, which now, you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, shoot dad was reading those constantly. Like I, you always had one in a couple places in the house and right. you were able to pick up a book if you just wanted to start reading. Right. right. Um, and we don't see that a lot anymore. We don't see the, the hunger to learn much more. And I feel like sometimes that's why, at least in my opinion, that's why I feel like I'm seeing realtors that, you know, somebody stopped me the other day in a store. I've known them for years. When I was a kid, we knew them. They're obviously older than I am. Right. And they just were talking about their challenges in real estate now with the market. But there was no growth in the conversation. Like there was nothing that they were really looking to attain. They weren't trying to figure out a better way to do something. It was more just a, I don't like saying complaint, but it was almost more of a complaint of, oh, well, this sucks. And end of story. Right. right. They don't know what they don't know what the next step is. Correct. They don't know how to get to the next level. Right. It's not that they want to stay where they're at. Exactly. But it's just like when I need to lose twelve pounds, I don't know how to do it. Correct. You know, absolutely. I just eat less. Well, that's not very much fun. Right. And <laughs> so, there's definitely other avenues to do. Yeah, right. Losing weight. There's always different ways to lose weight. There's different ways to sell a property, to gain buyers. Yep. All those different things. And so I think it's super valuable. You know, just to even remember as realtors, like, hey, 
it doesn't matter how long you've done it. You know, it could be one year or 15 years. Yep. There's something to learn in every deal that we're working on. Yep, and do it the way you want to because it's more fun and that'll make it easier to do the business. Absolutely, absolutely. Today's encouragement of the day is by Stephen Furtick. It reads, stop waiting for what you want and start working what you have. This can turn your greatest frustration into your greatest potential innovation. If you'll do your part, God will begin to do what only he can do. He'll make your box bigger. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so we got a couple questions that a couple agents that we've met recently or met up with or even on our team, uh, they've been asking these questions. Um, some of these realtors are newer realtors. Uh, some are a little more experienced. But we thought we'd like to get your opinion today on you know how we thought about them. Now, the first question, though, is actually one of kind of our own making in the group. Uh, it's one that I've heard on a lot of podcasts with a lot of super successful people and their respective businesses and ventures that they do. Uh, and I always love hearing the answers to them. And so I thought, man, it'd be really cool to ask you. And even though it's kind of on the spot, we thought it'd be cool to ask you and see what your initial response was. Okay. And so the base of the question is, you know, with all the knowledge that you have now, which you're 15 plus years in real estate and lots of experiences and lots of opportunities and so on and so forth. If tomorrow morning you had to restart and nobody knew who you were, so nobody knew the Pierce name, you didn't have money per se, like you didn't really have, you know, what you have in the bank right now. And you had to, as quickly as possible, build yourself back up. And you kind of even reverted to this earlier, like, oh, that'd be kind of cool, right? So with that in mind, what would you do? What are like the first two or three things that you would do to start generating opportunity for yourself in the market that we're currently in right now? So in the market we're currently in, what I would do is I would first, I would really think about joining a team. Mm -hmm. I would probably join a team because then I know I would have constant leads. You said I wouldn't have money, so Correct. I can't go out and invest as much as Correct. I do now. Yes. So I would want a team that would allow me to have leads or I would find a, a company that would work with me awesome. where they would take referrals from me rather than me have to pay for the leads ahead awesome. so I could pay for them at closing. Then at the same time, I would go to the organizations where I see the most sales happening every week. Yeah. Used to, I could go down to the courthouse. People down at the courthouse are buying with cash. Used to, Correct. the sheriff's sales, they're uh, they're loaded. They're usually buying multiple properties. Yeah. And I always enjoyed going down there because it helped me to know who the movers and shakers were in the community. Gotcha. The attorneys were there, the paralegals were there, and the buyers were there. So hmm. that's, that's one thing I would do. I'd find where the most transactions are going and I'd want to be a part of that group. Gotcha. I would definitely try to get into a social club or a social group, whether mm -hmm. it's like Kiwanis or whether it'd be um, Optimus Clubs. I like to pick clubs that are more for children mm -hmm. or, or for seniors. Gotcha. And so I would that's what I would do. I'd get into those groups because then I'd be able to be a servant, but then my name would be out there and people would know I'd do business. And if they were Absolutely. interested, they could use me. And I definitely would jump into open houses. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I do. And I would market those open houses on my social media. I would up market those properties to the surrounding neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I would do door to door. And again, you're telling me on no budget. That's right. how I would do it on no budget. Yeah, absolutely. Which. Cool thing is we actually kind of already do that in our team to a major point. Obviously, we do have the opportunity and ability to do a lot of lead generation, but everybody on our team is encouraged to always do open houses as much as possible. Everybody on our team is heavily encouraged to be a part of a social group or social something, even a referral group of some sorts. Mm -hmm. And so I actually think that, you know, it's pretty cool that not saying you're doing exactly the same things. Like we said, no money does make a big difference, especially right. in real estate. Right. But you're still following the same structures. You know, it's almost like a moral code that 
hey, we follow this and success will come from it at some point. Correct. Which is pretty cool. Um, so question number two. Uh, now this is a question we're getting from quite a few agents okay. that have been doing it for a while and some that don't do it at all. And they've just seen how our business and our team, uh, especially, you know, me and my brother, this is our first full year is now done. Mm -hmm. And so how we have been able to progress in the business, which seems to be pretty well for the market that we're in. Um, but a lot of people, you know, they really wonder, is it worth buying leads or use lead generation sites or something like that in real estate, or is it not worth it? What do you think? I think that when you're first building your business or if you want to get a leg up, I think it's okay to go ahead and do lead generation services. So mm -hmm. whether you're doing relocation, military, um, your op city, your Zillow, yeah. your realtor.com, HomeSnap, you know, I always say generally you're going to have to pay to play. Somebody's right. going to make a little bit of money off you somewhere. Right. So it's really nice. Um, I think sometimes it's nicer to pay at the end, mm -hmm. to pay, you know, when you close, then you pay a 25% referral fee. Right. Um, other people like to pay for their leads up front, like Zillow and Realtor, yep. which we do that too. Yep. So, you know, I think, again, if I didn't have the money, I would want to pay at the end of the deal rather than the beginning of the transaction. Absolutely. And then I want to work off that. So if I'm working a buyer and they're not, they don't have a house to sell, then I want to be, I want to do a great job for them. I want to overwhelm them with kindness and thankfulness, and you let them know that I'm looking for more business. And do Correct. they have people that refer? Because everybody in America knows four people that will move this year. Right. So if you if you just work off of that, you could build your business that way. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I like that even, you know, uh, in the last question you had kind of mentioned, if you were just starting out, finding a team or a brokerage or an office that would help with that lead generation a little bit. Right. Um, easy for me to forget that that's even a thing sometimes because I was able to step into the group with my family and a team that was already built. Right. But I think that's actually really valuable for a lot of agents who are struggling right now to remember like, Hey, the, the answer is not always to switch groups or switch brokerages, but sometimes it might be a little bit of a help depending on the situation that you're actually running into. One thing I would do, because and I know this brings us into another question, is what would I do to build rebuild momentum? Yeah. So there's a lot of times in life where with real estate, let's say, you know, we had a couple deaths in our family, so that hurt yeah. us on the business. So Absolutely. what do I want to do to rebuild after a couple months when I'm ready to get back into it? Correct. Or, you know, maybe your child is in a different space and you need to take off for a year and then you come back into the business yeah. or, or just, you know, whatever the reason is. Yeah. Uh, but the point is when you want to rebuild your momentum, what you need to do is you need to, again, focus and target who you want your business to be with. And I would send out note cards every day. Mm -hmm. I would send out five note cards. I have a couple thousand friends on Facebook. Most people have at least four or 500. Yeah. And if you send out note cards to those people saying, hey, I appreciate you know who you are, give them a word of encouragement, say congratulations to your son on their great uh, graduation, graduation their new marriage, your new grandbaby, you know, whatever it is, doesn't have to be about real estate, but mm -hmm. that then connects them to you and then name recognition. They'll remember, oh, Richard sells real estate. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens is they'll either refer you because you might be sending a note to somebody that's, you know, 300 miles away from you. So they're not in your sphere Absolutely. of location, but maybe they still have family or friends mm -hmm. back in that area. Yeah. But I think a lot of times if we would just sit down and take, you know, let people know we're thinking about them, Correct. that helps them to think about us. So if somebody wanted to rebuild their momentum, that is one of the most effective things to do. Absolutely. To handwritten notes and yeah. just let people know you care. Yeah. Almost like those old school ways are good ways to do it sometimes. The 
natural yes. communication, get in front of people one way or the other. Right. Make it personal. Don't make it a typed up message that everybody gets the same yeah, generic. Don't make, yeah, don't make it generic. Yeah, don't get the generic stuff. Be intentional about what we do. Right. Uh, and that's a great way to build momentum. I absolutely agree with you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Solutions. Also, if you guys have any questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, email us at info at creativesolutionsforrealtors.com. We also have our online website listed in the description below for more in-depth training about real estate.